Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Royal Shepherd will host the post up on 5R, hopefully this time without a bag over his head. He will do that after game three. And you can check out all of the other content on the YouTube channel, including the latest Zoom videos from Heat players. You definitely want to check that out. Also, FiveReasonSports.com, where you can find the latest from Brady Hawk. No paywall there, and you can get all of our written content. You also got to check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We talk about this one all the time. It's PrizePicks.com, PrizePicks.com. Use that code five. Don't forget to use the code five because you get a bonus when you do it. It gives you some free money to play with, and you may need that if you've had some of the bad beats I've had lately, but you also can win big. You can play all kinds of different ways, pair players from different teams, If you feel good about Jimmy Butler in game three, we're going to get into that. You may want to play the over on him. You could do it with points. You could do it with rebounds. You can do it with assists. You can do it with overall fantasy score. You can even pair Jimmy and Giannis if you want. You can pair them with Jazz Chisholm for the Marlins. Whoever you want to pair them with, you can do two, three, four, five-player combinations, and you can also play flex play or power play depending on how strongly you feel about it and how much you want to risk. So make sure you check it out. It's prizepicks.com, the new fun way to play daily fantasy. Use that code five. And now, tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Salito. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander and Tropical Blanket, respectively. Also check out on the YouTube channel. I just did a value play segment with Eric Brown. That's going to be up overnight. And all of our other programming, including Feel the Heat, Full Court Press, and our other NBA shows. All right, here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to blow through this pretty quickly because everybody's been analyzing everything to death since the Heat got blown out by 34 in game two. We've got five things that need to happen for the Heat to get back into this series. We are not going to go more than five minutes on any of them. So let's get right to it. Sort of a little bit of a rapid fire pod. Number one, we talked about these before we got on. Jimmy Butler. It starts there. He's being called out now he's kind of um, by national analysts and that he's not like, doing enough. Um, he's not living up like, to it. Yeah, he was we, we supposedly can talk about stupidly him just locked like making in. More shots and getting, but he I, I was think inefficient that this is in game, game one. And he seems a little bit about Jimmy getting his offensive game going game and not necessarily uh, deferring as much. So uh, that's what I'm looking for on the court. But truthfully, like Jimmy has never, um, like we haven't seen him flinch yet since he arrived in Miami. So like, this is the first moment where they are really, I mean, in in the finals, it was kind of like house money. So there was like a, a, an element of that, that he was playing so well that, um, that you felt like, okay, well, you know, it was just different circumstances. Here is where you expect him to be better. He hasn't been good enough and he has a great opportunity in game three. And I, I think it's a huge Jimmy Butler moment. Alex, is it more strategic from him and in the things he needs to do and minds or is it just more at this point being the F the world, Jimmy Butler that we saw in the finals last year. Yeah, It's more of that. I mean, you could say that, you know, find some different ways scheme mode just because whatever, you know, they got to adjust to having Giannis on him. I, I don't know how much they were preparing for that. Cause they didn't do that at all last year. We know, Bud doesn't adjust. So 
I guess you could do some stuff there to free him up a little better. But I mostly agree with you guys there. It's a mindset thing. He's doing this thing that he does during the regular season where he paces himself. I mean, just game two was unlike anything I've even seen in the regular season from him. And I said that on the last show, just like it was kind of weird. It felt like some of the the passive aggressive LeBron moments, the rare times that we would get them when he was here. Mm -hmm. just You know, we've seen passive aggressive LeBron in all of his stops. and it felt a little bit like that, but you know, I'm I don't I'm not usually somebody who buys into that stuff. Just Jimmy needs to you know go all out. I'm I'm excited to see them face adversity. I'm excited to see Jimmy face adversity because he's responded to it so many times, and the team goes as he goes mentally. And so, again with the mental stuff, I, I say that I don't do it, but it just really is like they they talk about it all the time, and we know that you know Jimmy has kind of been their motor when it comes to just consistent effort and. I don't know, man. I'm I'm really excited to see how they respond tomorrow. And I think Jimmy just needs to be as aggressive as he can be when, you know, the clock is winding down. It's time for him to take over. Like he, he needs to stop hesitating and he needs to just go to the barrel to the rim and go for the damn free throws like you always do, man. Find a way to get Giannis off you like you're faster than him. You could turn him. You can go at his hip. You can get lower than him. I think there's ways that he can beat that matchup like. He has advantages there. Jimmy Jimmy is a really unique player. I, I I think he just has to be more aggressive and go at those and go at those little advantages that he has. Well, I, I think I think he needs to do some of it earlier in the shot clock too. You know, I mean it's one thing to kind of wait till the end, but I think at some he needs point to set the tone from the start. I, I think he needs to go, you know, as early as he can. I, I think one of the things that may have led to what happened in game two was he got so much criticism for the nine threes in game one. And I felt some of that was sort of, I don't know, him sort of giving up on possessions because he had tired legs because he was guarding Giannis and all that. And then, so it almost felt like in game two, like, I don't know, I agree with you. He disconnected. You don't see him really disconnect where he's just not a presence in the game. On both ends, too. And and, and I think that he got, uh, I think that he got frustrated and that led to it. I I do expect a better effort from him. um, But then again, I expected more in game two. I didn't know if you'd get the efficiency. I thought you would get sort of the manic energy. And, and again, we really, we really didn't see that. All right, let's get to number two here. I'll go to you first on this, Alex. I mean, bam, 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 bam. We've talked about bam a lot. Let's try to address this a little bit differently though. Like, I mean, it's one thing to say bam needs to be more aggressive. Okay. And all the rest of that, we've all talked about it, but like specifically, okay. What is Bam? What would be the ideal game from Bam? Like, what, what, what? I mean, what, what is the end game here for him? And now you're talking my language. I love the specifics when it comes to Bam. I think the ideal game from Bam is something where, you know, we're just talking about it chronologically. He starts the game off with, you know, maybe a mid-range jumper too, just to kind of ease everybody and also himself and his mind, because that's probably the most important factor here. Is Bam not being on Jimmy's level when it comes to being able to flip that switch in the playoffs and go to that scoring mode and go to scorer mode. He's never been that guy. We've talked about it to death. Just like I want to see him ease himself and ease the offense a little bit. Make Brooke think twice about leaving him open because we know he can stroke that shot. To me, it's not a question of whether or not he can do it. My my thing has always been to just kind of pick at that a little bit because it, it's felt like that's kind of what everybody's talking about. I'm, I'm not talking about this series, just overall when it comes to how we talk about BAM. Uh, is you know I've always wanted that to be more of kind of like something he can go to, not necessarily his, his main move, but it's there for him. It's there for him. You have to make the defense come up towards you a little bit more. 
or at least make them pay for not coming up to you. We know he can do it, even if he isn't Chris Bosh. So, you know, do that. But you know me, I want him going to the rim. I want him to get to the free throw line eight, nine, ten times. Like, he's somebody who can do that. You need the rim pressure. You absolutely need it because Dragic is playing well, but he's a drop killer. He's having – he's, at the, you know – pretty much the only guard other than Duncan, who I don't even know if you consider a guard, who is actually beating the, the Bucks drop, whether it's Brooke, whether it's Portis, because uh, none and Tyler haven't really done that. I mean, none hasn't played bad. I think Tyler has been kind of bad, but they both haven't done a great job of being drop killers like I thought they would be and like they were last season for the most part. So, you know, Bam needs to do a better job. There's no doubt about it. He's been not great on both ends of the floor. I think he probably should spend more time on Giannis just because Giannis is a freak. And I think they've kind of gotten past that mental hump. And it's clear that now the Heat are on the ropes, they're going to kind of have to go to their best options. And even though you you want to keep Bam out of foul trouble, I just think you're probably going to have to go to that well more often in this game and just do a way better job fronting and making sure Bam, there's always help at the rim. Whenever Bam finds, I mean, whenever Giannis finds an opening, Bam needs to be there whenever he's not on Giannis. Like they just, they, you can't, there's, such a small margin for error now. They need to be on point. And that starts with Bam. Greg, Greg we, we expected um, a bounce back from Bam. That That's the hashtag, right? And, and I think we got spoiled over the years because I, I remember writing so many articles about bad Dwayne Wade, ga- Wade, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade games because there were bad Dwayne Wade games. I mean, people oh, don't yeah. remember, remember them now. And, and there was always a bounce back, though. There was never the second game in a row that was bad. And even with Jimmy, I mean, uh, you know, again, this is a little bit of an anomaly for the first two games of this series. LeBron, I mean, other than the 2011 finals, you didn't see bounce, you know, bad games back to back. Even with Zoe, I, I look back at it. Um, but with Bam, there are now, <laughs> there have been. And it does feel like he's in his head uh, a lot. And it feels like others are in his head. And sometimes, when guys are in your head, I remember LeBron talking about this to me a little bit after the 2011 finals about a year later and saying one of the worst things that happened during that time was that everybody on the team was trying to figure out what was wrong with him. And it just kept reminding him of everything that was going wrong. Like, what what do you want to see? Because you don't want him to be over aggressive early where it gets them totally out of their offense. You're right. Now, there's a balance there. And I, I don't think he necessarily should deviate from from who he is. I think there's a couple of things that I I, I want to acknowledge and I'll be quick with it. Efficient as, as I've been saying with Ethan here um, in the last couple of episodes, one is uh, let's just make, cause I, I do this often. We are never going to see another Dwayne Wade and uh, Jimmy Butler is not Dwayne Wade and neither is Bam Adebayo and they will never be Dwayne Wade. So um, I too have those kinds of like, it's just gut reaction. It's like an in- intuitive sense that your your greatest, your best player is going to have those bounce back moments. And I think that just it's a it's a different learning curve for Adebayo than it was for for Dwayne or the the other guys you referenced that didn't have those games. Um, I, I just feel like uh, for Bam, that this has a lot to do with getting to the free throw line, and if like this is the most adversity he's faced in his career. Like the, at some point he was going to have to go through something like this. Like what was going to be the worst moment of his career that he got injured in the finals and then lost to LeBron and AD. Like, no, like every guy has to take their lumps. So I feel like there's a certain element of this that's healthy for his growth, even though it's painful for the fan base. No. And, and, and you're right. I mean, he really hasn't, 
um, had much adversity in the sense of he hasn't had serious injuries again until the finals last year. He didn't miss any time. He's pretty much been beloved by the fan base, not just because of who he is, but also because of who he isn't. Right. I mean, <laughs> he's not Hassan Whiteside, you know, in, in terms of his attitude, in terms of his work ethic, his backstory, like none of it. Like he, he's as, as was, you know, said to me on the night he was drafted, he's the anti Hassan in so many ways. And so because of that, he he's, he's pretty much, with the fans had had a free ride and not that he hasn't deserved it. He has. Okay. But this is really the first time where there's sustained loud criticism and some guys go in a shell and they never come out of it. Um, I think he will. Um, what I want to see from him, I, I I'm, I, I just want to see him get to the line. Like I, to me, that's, that's the biggest tell with him. I mean, taking the jumper is one thing when it's there and, and actually looking at the basket would be nice, but I mean, They're almost what, every time, man, it's insane. Well, I mean, what, once he's so he comfy with it during the season, I just don't understand. Yeah. Once he has a free lane, uh, you know, to the basket, he he's, he's got to take it. I mean, he's got to take it. And, and worst case scenario, he gets fouled. Um, I still think that he looks confident at the line when he's gotten those opportunities. So uh, to me, that's the biggest thing. And I'm also with you guys. It, it's, it, Trevor Ariza can't be guarding uh, Giannis. He just can't be. And and I don't think it's wise for Jimmy to be guarding him uh, and using up that kind of energy. It's on Bam. It's on Bam. And I don't think that's a challenge he'll shrink from. I don't think that's Reality the is issue. They're still going to have Ariza on him, though. Like, they're, they're going to – I mean, not at all points, but that's still part of their game plan. At least we've seen that so far. And the rest of the defense is not there. In order for them to do that like they did last year, the whole defense is on point, and that just hasn't been there. No, you're right. And I mean, that's, I'm watching Jay Crowder. We yesterday. didn't account for that. We didn't, we definitely didn't account for that. I think we all kind of expected the defense to be there. Well, we'll talk about some of the defensive adjustments here in a second, but I mean, to me, ultimately, uh, you know, again, I, I just want to see Bam look like himself. I think we'll know here in the first quarter, he gets four or five free throw attempts early. Then I think that will relax him. He'll get to the line. He'll get to see the ball go in and maybe he takes more shots from there. But I, I, you know, like you said, Alex, you're curious to see how Jimmy looks in this because we haven't really seen him face adversity with the heat in the sense that he's been criticized in any way. Well, the same is true for Bam for his first. Uh, I'm more excited first... for Jimmy and nervous for Bam, I think, is the way that I would distinguish it. I think that's fair. I All right, we're going to talk about the... I'm still a little bit nervous. We're going to talk about the lineup changes here in a second. Before we do, does your company go to trade shows? Do you need a trade show exhibit? You need help get to getting going again, possibly because of COVID and everything like that. Your marketing team may not be fully back. You got to have a one-stop shop. Trade shows are back again, and they can do everything for you at everything trade shows. The logistics, the booth, the graphics, the furniture, the flooring, even some tips to get you noticed. They can tell you the difference between renting and buying and what makes sense for you. They're based right here in Fort Lauderdale, but they can service all 50 states. So schedule a free consultation, mention five reasons, and you get a free booth rendering at everythingtradeshows.com. That's everythingtradeshows.com. Here's the phone number, 954-791-8882. 954-791-8882. Again, that's everythingtradeshows.com. And mention five reasons for that free booth rendering and free consultation. All right, let's get to number three here. I'll go to you first, Greg. Next two are going to be about Eric Spolstra. Okay. Um, we, you know, we praised Eric for out coaching Bud last playoffs. Well, then you can't, you can't look at what happened in game two and not acknowledge that there are problems. Um, the lineup. I think we're all in agreement that Goran, are we all in agreement? Alex, just jump in here for a second. Are we all in agreement that Goran Dragic is going to start game three? 
he is and he should. Okay. Yes. I, I th- all agree with that, right? Yeah. Is, th- is there anything else that Spolster should do to tweak the rotation? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Or the lineup, but any, the, the, the players that he rolls out, how much he plays them. Should Bielitsa get a look? Should Deadman play more with Bam? Because I don't think Deadman's starting. Should maybe Iguodala get some more of Ariza's minutes? I mean, it, what else? I mean, give me something other than Goran starting. Uh, you know what? Like, I, I think a lot of this is um, chasing our tails a little bit. Like, I just feel like the personnel is the personnel. Uh, I initially, in the uh, flood of emotion that was the avalanche of game two, said, you know, I'd like to see Deadman, Bam, Goran, Jimmy, and Duncan start. I, the, I've kind of backed off that the more I thought about it, just because um, – I just don't think it's a starting look. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think that really Gorn is the only viable option to change from that perspective. I think they need to shorten the rotation. I feel like they got to figure out ways. Um, I, I'm seeing Milwaukee mismatch hunt in ways that are not um, conducive to Miami succeeding in this series at all. You see, you're seeing moments where Kendrick Nunn's getting on to Chris Middleton. And that was in the second quarter of game one, I think. Um and then, you know, you look ahead to game two and uh, and then all of a sudden Duncan Robinson's on an island with Giannis here and there, like that kind of stuff can't happen. So I don't know how they can switch less. I don't have the answers to those questions, but that that's really what I'm looking at is kind of the defensive adjustments where they can. But but really, it's about like you put your guys, your five on the floor to 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 throw the bone at our name here um, and just go with them. Alex is you mentioned the elite, so. Um, we all know he hasn't been in ideal shape, but Eric did start him against Milwaukee in that game. We were all a little bit surprised by that towards the end of the season. Is there a role for him? I mean, if Deadman's not starting, is there any reason to play Bielitsa? Would you even look at Bielitsa as sort of a surprise starter for Ariza in this game? That would definitely surprise me. I'm not expecting that at all. And I already forgot uh, about him starting versus Milwaukee. I tend to I tend to get these terrible games out of my memory just because I, I don't need that taking up space in my mind. It's just it's just extra fat in my, you know, in my mental capacity. I don't need that. But really, I just thought of it as like a fun idea because although I kind of agree, like with Lathan, that it's almost chasing your tail a little bit and kind of in the same line of thinking as Deadman and Bam. Like, I don't mind playing them together for a little bit, trying it out. It sucks that they waited so long to try it out. Uh, I don't think it's a great time to be trying things out, you know. Uh, but when it comes to be Elisa, I just think that's kind of a more natural fit. And just in general, I think we talked about a pre-show a little bit. Just we underestimated a little bit the size thing. We know we, we talked about Brooke and Giannis and all of that. But I just think they have size at every position because of Drew and because of the acquisition of P.J. Tucker, too. You know, Portis is still in the rotation. He, you know, big guy there. They just have a whole lot of size uh, at pretty much everybody in the rotation for the most part. And just the idea of maybe taking one guard out of the rotation and replacing him with some Bielitsa minutes, I, I don't think that's that's crazy. Uh, I think Bielitsa is made to be 
you know, a drop killer just in a different way than the guards. I think the way that Kelly was a drop killer was the pick and pop, and it's the same thing. It would be there available to him almost every time, just like Duncan off the handoff, you know, it's available to him almost every time because of that drop. And maybe that's something they can do to free up Jimmy. It, it's, you know, I remember during the finals when there was no BAM and they just kind of had stretch bigs next to Jimmy all the time. It freed him up a little bit. It made it easier for him to go downhill. And they need more Jimmy going downhill. And also that would help BAM if you play him next to BAM. So I think maybe they give it a look. They probably don't. Uh, I, I just don't think they should be too good for something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he, he is somebody who's been in the NBA for a while. He's not some third stringer who's never been playing. Like, he knows how to play. He's a real shooter, and he's a smart player, too. So, you talked me into it. I, I, I'm not. Belitza I'm not, in like, game three. In. That, that's like, the I, adjustment. I like it. That's not the adjustment that will fix anything. I just think, like, they, they shouldn't be above something like that to help their to help grease their offense a little bit, you know? But but if okay, none or hero. Like I think you got to pick one of none or hero to kind of phase out for one game if you're going to do something like that. All right, so that 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 was going to be my next question then. Okay, because if you're going to go bigger in any sense and you're going to start Dragic, then either none or hero is going to lose minutes. There's not a lot of minutes for hero to lose at this stage. Uh, So Greg, what what do you do with the two of them? I mean, the the argument for none is he's been more consistent uh, this season for the most part. One of the arguments for hero is he tends to feed off a home crowd. And this is going to be the biggest home crowd. We'll talk about this in part five. This is going to be the biggest home crowd in 14 months. Um, and certainly the most energized in that what has for, to, like mean something and in forever. Um, so I, you know, what, what do you think? I mean, would you, would you ride hero here to see if he's hot because he was unplayable defensively in the first two games? Yeah. I think that first let's just acknowledge that Kendrick Nunn and um, Tyler hero are both really hurting the heat defensively in this series in ways that um I, I don't know that they can compensate for it at least Gorin has played well enough offensively to offset some of what he he lacks but I think Kendrick Nunn is clearly ahead in the pecking order I think that he'll end up with more minutes in the game but you're on to something in that I think Spolstra you could see an early insert um of Tyler Hero because I feel like for all the things you mentioned like if he does have that kind of like swagger and confidence based off of the crowd and things like that. And I know that that's a little bit fire in the eyes and tangible stuff and people will cringe, but if they do it, um, then, you know, you, you ride them. Otherwise you just stick with Kendrick. All right. Real quick here, Alex, none or hero. You said none or hero. Yep. Honestly, you know, I I've always thought Tyler's a better player. I could really see it either way. I just think it's, who Spo likes better, and I kind of think that's Tyler. Uh, I don't really feel strongly about it either way. I just think if if, if you're going to try to be a Leeds thing, you probably got to take some minutes out somewhere. It's probably going to be one of them, I assume. I will be shocked if Stragic doesn't start, but if we do get that announcement that he's not starting, that none is starting, it changes the whole way I view this game because I, I I've just been – viewing it totally under the prism that not a good matchup for him man. on starts. Not a good matchup. I, I, I know, but it's just, I, I I've been viewing it on that prism. I, I, you know, if, if Eric doesn't make the change, it's almost to the point because, you know, Goran got asked about it and Eric got asked about it today that it's, I, I can almost see Eric not doing it because everybody thinks he's going to do it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No, you're on something there. He, 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 you know what I mean? I mean he, he's done that before. I mean, I, I remember the Mike Miller insertion into the finals against San Antonio and, when Windhorse reported it in the middle of the day, I mean, he was it something similar with, with Chalmers okay. in 2011. 
Uh, well, 2011, we found that Twitter was not as big a thing at the True. moment at that time. Uh, but I will say that uh, we had heard that was coming. I actually thought it was coming in game five and it came in game six. And as it turned out, you know, Eric waited a game too long. I mean, I game it, it's not the only reason they lost the series, but I still argue that Mike Bibby playing too many minutes in that series was as important as LeBron going catatonic. I, I just, I, I think if Mario had been starting that entire series, that series might've looked different, but anyway, we will get to the schemes for Spolster here in a second. Before we do, so I've got another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network therapist preferred. This is a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people, hundred percent THC free. So you're not going to fail a drug test or anything like that. And it's third party verified all the products made in the U S with cutting edge technology from organically grown hemp, the most most popular products, the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, and the green apple gummies. Use the promo code. We just raised this, okay? Five reasons, and you get 25% off your order. It was 20, 25% off your order plus free shipping. So if you've been waiting, do it now. That's not going to last long. Go to therapistpreferred.com, get recovery, get sleep. Get whatever you need from CBD. This is the best stuff. We've all got a, a little uh, jar of it. I'm actually ordering some new this week. So go to fi- go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five reasons for 25% off. All right. This is going to be the most complex one, but we're going to try to boil this down. Okay. From a scheme perspective, not a lineup perspective, but from a scheme perspective, Alex, what's the one change you want to see Eric Spolster make? One. Well, to me, you know me, man. I I love Spo. I think he's the best coach in the league, probably. I always back him up. I gave him the highest grade and we did the midseason grades. And the one thing I've harped on him all year about, knowing that I am definitely not qualified to criticize him, is, you know, the usage of Bam. And I'm not even trying to talk about it again just because I feel like I talked about it too much. I think that's the one hole they just haven't really tapped into, especially it's the fact that they need as much scoring and offense as, as they can get. And it feels like it's right there for you. It feels like he's a matchup nightmare for most bigs. But even then, it's just mostly about executing the schemes they already have. And although, like, you could kind of pick at when and where to use what different schemes, I think it's all – it's really just about the execution. And it sounds cliche and kind of like a cop-out, but I just think, like, it hasn't been there. It hasn't been – I mean, game two was a whole other level. of It wasn't there. Like, nothing was there at game two. No execution, no rhythm. Like, it just – they gave up. But – like the fronting has just not been as good, man. I know I mentioned that earlier. They're just, it's, it's not nearly as, I don't know. I, I feel like Giannis always saw help when he came down the lane. And I realize they're not using him in that same way all the time anymore, but it just feels like there's too many times where he finds an opening and he gets it and he just takes advantage. And that's how he treats other teams. And it wasn't how he treated us last season in the bubble because they were on top of it every single time that he was able to find a little opening. They would be there in the back line waiting for him. He was always seeing multiple guys before he got to the rim. And that just hasn't been there because of, you know, their diversified offense that the Bucs have, but also because the Heat defense just hasn't been at that same level of intensity and execution. Whether you're fronting, trapping, doubling, like, that's it. They got to execute all of it better. That's it. It's time for no margin for error and just playing the best basketball you've got on both ends of the floor. Schemes. We're talking about schemes. They're down to mid-range shots. This is about guts. They need to bring guts. Don't come to the arena if you are not willing to dive on the ground, get completely in uh, immersed in this game from a physical perspective. I want guts, yeah. less schemes, more guts. 
Yes. That's 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 number five, and I'm glad you got to it. I you know what? I'll break the tie here. To me, that's it at this point. Like I, I do feel like so much of this, you used this phrase earlier, Greg, chasing our tails. Like I just I feel like we're rearranging deck chairs, basically, like to a large degree here. Like this team is what it is, okay? It's the same team as it's been all year. They're inconsistent. They have some flashes. They're led by Jimmy and Bam when Jimmy and Bam are aggressive and they're getting to the line. That's that's what this team is. And defensively, when they're as old, or old ball coach Randy Shannon used to say at UM, when they're flying around, there's been none of that. There was none of that in game two. They've had what their regulation points have been 99 and 98 Okay, in the two games in I mean, this is not 19, you know, 97. Okay, I mean, this is 2011 and they're just they they need to show some life. I keep comparing this to the 2006, 2007 season. And here's the difference, guys. You didn't win a title. (laughs) The 2006 team was a total embarrassment the next year. None of them wanted to be there. Gary Payton was telling reporters like me and Mike Wallace I got my ring already. I don't need this one, okay? But the reality is they did get their ring. This team didn't get a ring, all right? This team's not good enough to come out with the kind of effort that they came out with in game two. They can't have big heads like that. They're going to have 17,000 people there who have not had a chance, most of them, to celebrate what happened in the bubble. This team never, they never got that because they never got full crowds here to celebrate an Eastern Conference championship or anything like that. So that crowd's going to be juiced provided that they show up before the third quarter. And this team needs to respond to it, okay? They're not winning this series, okay? But this is their opportunity not to get swept. (laughs) No, they're not. They're not winning this series. They're not. Okay, I I just, I didn't like the matchup. We will come back to this if they do happen to pull it off. Uh, That's fine. You know what? That's great because it's great for the network, okay? But I'm just saying... I picked Bucks and six before this thing. I still think that's what it's ultimately going to be. All right. But they're going to get swept if they don't win game three. All right. And I'll tell you this, if they get swept, those of us, and I don't think that the bubble to me, it's a separate season. It was separate circumstances. Everybody played by the same rules. The heat shouldn't be penalized or called bubble frauds for that or bubble flukes. But I will say this, it's going to be harder to defend them after that. It's going to, if you get swept in the next round by the same team that was supposedly your big victory in the playoffs the year before, it's a lot harder for those of us who've tried to argue that it wasn't a fluke and all the rest of that to make that argument. Embarrassing. They can't let that happen. I think they know that. I know they know that internally, that they, that they can't let that happen. And I do still think they can win, but oh my God, like this talk of the Heat getting swept in the first round after getting to the finals and these 2000 Alex, if they lose game three, what is this? What's what's going on, man? Is it all just, if they lose game three, if they lose game three, they're not winning game four. Okay. That's a game. I don't care. That's it. It's time to win two games at home. Can you do that? Can you win two games at home versus a team you smacked and, and made look like babies last year? Can you do that? I'm sorry. I'm doing it again. We'll see. Maybe maybe the Heat want to use another want to create another shirt from another of uh, Greg's sayings here. You know, so what is the gut shirt? You should get you should get Ch- chasing you know, your tails. 
chasing our tails. That should be spread. instead of instead of you in trouble, which is what we were gonna do. Don't come to the uh, arena without guts, or what was it that you said earlier? It's chasing. It's cha- leave your guts at the door. Trust me, this crowd's showing up at eight forty-five. Okay, so I, I I think we're expecting too much from Miamians in this one. You've seen the traffic around the arena lately. Anyway, check out our sponsors, PrizePicks.com. Use the code five. Everything trade shows. Mention five reasons everything trade shows.com and of course therapist preferred.com get 25% off and free shipping with the code five reasons. We will be back tomorrow. And yes, you know what? If they win this series, you guys can play that clip of me until the end of effing time. Have a good night. I'll be too lazy to find it. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five Reasons sports network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.